I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Let's start your Friday with the best news first. Uh, we just tipped 20 degrees in Antarctica. T-shirt weather, guys. We did it! Yes! Look forward to the new Trump Resort. Not today. Thank you. With Jake Yap. But uh, looking forward to the podcast in a kind of deck chairs Titanic-y kind of a way. Uh, we've got some good stuff. We've got to wrap up our turn of phrase competition. We've got a new feature for you featuring an actual other human being, uh, Dr. Erica McAllister, who is a doctor of flies. Uh, she, and uh, we, we're going to have TGI Fly Days, uh, where she tells us about... It's absolutely fascinating. I went to the Natural History Museum where she works, and uh, she, she was amazing. And uh, was very unimpressed by my jokes. So I'm going to cut them all out. Uh, but uh, we've also got something sweet and quite touching, maybe, to end the podcast on. But first, we only ever see Domster the Cumster uh, emerging from his house, quoting lyrics from kids' TV show theme tunes. Spring safe hands, guys. He's spending his time wisely. Uh, and, 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 and actually, Jake... Uh, actually, how great that he got rid of all those unelected officials advising Sajid Javid. Yeah? Great. Did anyone elect Dominic Cummings? Just checking. Uh, what, what, and what was he doing in Russia in his 20s? Apart from drinking vodka in airports, apparently. Uh, asking for a friend. Anyway, I was wondering what he actually does in that house of his. Because he always, he never comes out of like the front main door. It's one of those kind of Edwardian maybe houses with the steps up. He always comes out of the basement part. What's he doing in there? Hello? Hello? Help! <laughs> Sergeant Javid. Dominic, is that you? Hello, Sergeant. Oh, God, please let me go. Not this time. I was loyal to you. Not loyal enough. Look at Jeffrey Cox. This parliament is a dead parliament. He had to go. How loyal do we have to be? Not about loyalty, Sergeant. It's about how useful <laughs> you are. I was useful. Not useful enough. We need to spend more money. But I said we'd balance the books. You see? Not useful. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'll be useful. I will be useful. Yes. For one last time. How do you mean? I thought I'd have an old friend over for dinner. Oh, you're kidding. Come on. It's time for the becoming. Do you see it? Do you see the becoming? Oh my God, what are you? What the hell is happening to your mouth? Oh, God, no! Oh, 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 no! Oh,
Yes, it's time to play Turn of Phrase. Uh, the game show. I'm sorry about that previous. It's quite dark. I'm sorry about the mouth noises, probably more than anything. Uh, yeah, Turn of Phrase, the game show where we slowly reveal a picture and you have to try to guess what's the turn of phrase that that picture is representing. Uh, we revealed a few squares over the week. And uh, people had a few guesses. David went with Bunny Boiler for turn of phrase. Uh, Mr. Crisps has evidently been grasping too much for his own good. Uh, well, let's reveal the final square. And I'm afraid the turn of phrase you were after was... Surgical stocking. Don't get it. Don't see why. No, don't see it. Maybe we'll have another one next week. Or maybe you can tell me how much you hate this on Twitter or on email. It's not today at swanburst.com. Time for something new. It's time for TGI Fly Days with the amazing Dr. Erica McAllister off of the Natural History Museum. I first encountered her when I was making Pick of the Week, and so I, I was forced to listen to radio programmes, which was very good for me, and I, I learned a lot, and I learned the most from uh, this woman. I, I can't even remember what show she was on, but she was talking about flies, uh, and I never forgot the phrase. She said, you name it, a fly will do it. And I thought, well, maybe there's there's something in flies that I can identify with. So uh, I went to see her at the Natural History Museum uh, yesterday, in fact, and uh, this, this, this is the first of her selection of top flies. Senior curators at the Natural History Museum in London, and I'm also the author of the most amazing book about flies called The Secret Life of Flies. So, everything you wanted to know about flies, probably didn't think about asking ever, it's in the book. So, I'm gonna pick out some flies that I'll talk about. Okay. So, one of the first things about flies is they're incredibly uh, uh, plastic in their morphology. Okay, and also flies, better than any other animals I know, like to flirt. Okay, it's, it's a full-on flirt fest. And so the males have evolved some really bonkers structures in order to outcompete other males and attract the attention of the ladies. And the whole thing, most of the time, with flies is the boys are there for one thing, and that's it. So they have often a lot shorter lifespan than the females because they just, yeah. you know, once this is they. so unrelatable. I know. The more you study flies, you're more like, mm hmm. Oh, I get it. Okay, right. Yeah, the only annoying thing about it is that then you realise that human males are even more inadequate. Okay, good. And so it's a bit disappointing. Okay. Well, let's start that process of okay. erasing so, my for example, <laughs> Oh, good luck. Yeah. So this, <laughs> right, so this is an example of a stork eyed fly. Wow. So these are platystomatidae. Now, stork eyes, they have grown their eyes at the end of these very long stalks. Yeah. So this is like you having stalks uh, one and a half times your body's length. Right. So an equivalent for human. 
And these, this is how... And they're, they're like, literally like 90 degree angles yeah. left and right. Right, well these we call them like the hammerhead flies, if okay. you want to kind of visualise what you're looking at. And this has happened independently 22 times. So it's like the females are like, oh, hold on, Trace. Have you seen what's going on there with Gary? Seen the width of his have eyes? you seen that? Can we not have that? Come on, boys. And so it's gone. And what's ha- what's interesting is that sometimes the antennae are still on the head, and sometimes it's along with the actual eye at the end of the stalk. So whatever is driving this is driving slightly different process each time. But the boys do what boys do, and they will they will rut like deer. Okay, so you could spend hours in Ethiopia, I was collecting little ones, and I'm two hours sitting on a tree stump watching the boys go to headbutt each other. So they would check out who's got the longest stalks, and if one is disproportionately larger than the other, the, the big one gets the territory, gets the ladies, bing, bang, bosh. If they are... You know what they say, big eye stalks. Big eye stalks is what the ladies love. <laughs> and if, it's, if they're quite similar, then they will fight. Now, often this will be them squaring up, but quite adorably, is that the the males will go back on their two back legs, two pairs of back legs, and with their first pair of legs, they will properly fisticuffs each other. These proper punch-outs, which is really... This is why you waste hours and feel well when you should be a grown-up. So it's a really good example of sexual competition for, you know, the drivers for this uh, evolutionary change. Proper weather spoons. Yeah. Oh... I could do another fly that's more Weatherspoons, but... Okay, we'll do that. I'll do in a bit. Huge thanks to Erica, and we'll have more next week. To your correspondence now, uh, Neil emailed, and uh, he wanted to have a go at the turn of phrase, uh, which we've now revealed to be surgical stocking. Uh, He said uh, he properly analysed it, uh, thrusting a small finger-like object near Mr Crisp's mouth, Mr Crisp's friend, his ear. I think it's love in an elevator. Living it up when I'm going down? No, well, I don't know then. Uh, Maybe I need to read my Oscar Wilde slash Russell Brand themed self-help book. We are all in the gusset, but some of us are looking up at the brass. (laughs) Still available in shops, reasonably priced at £2.99. Yes, we were looking at uh, self-help, self-discovery books and all of that. In fact, Richard uh, has emailed with some thoughts. Dear Jake, here are a couple of self-help book ideas replete with back cover blurbs and quotes. Uh, The first one is called Noble Souls, Embrace Your Inner Count. Each and every one of us, yes, even you, you there in your tawdry undergarments, is imbued with a noble seed. Hmm. In this perfectly magnanimous new opus, Patricia Doily-Wells invites you, yes, you, the oaf idly toying with your perineum in public, to germinate into a more refined representation of humanity. Across 27 deeply episodic chapters, Patricia expertly guides you through the techniques and mannerisms designed to bring out the baron in you. Learn to respond to trifling inconveniences by looking like you're receiving a colonoscopy with a traffic cone. (laughs) Make your presence known in environs great and small by acquiring a formidable collection of entitled groans and coughs. And adopt the imposing non-verbal animations of a life-sized marionette puppet. While your blood can never be truly blue, with this tome you, although let's be honest, probably not you, can at least achieve a mauve hue. Couple of reviews here. One can but marvel at Patricia's unbridled gumption. Ernest Trebuchet, Earl of Felchington. The dictionary definition of spiffing. 
Horace Spaffel, Admiral of the North. And here's another one. The Cosmopolitan Empowerment Manual. Feminism with added vajazzle. Our Cosmo crack team love all things women. We majorly love women's rights, but know what a yawn fest they can be. Want to learn how to recycle your adult toys? We show you how to go from anal bead to friendship bead. <laughs> In three easy steps. Can I? I don't know. Ever wondered whether your man's Priapus can predict the future? Have a tug on our special phallic palmistry pullout. Feel that hashtag me too is a little bit boohoo for you? Well, check out our hashtag me three section, where our journo hoes name and shame their worst threesome experiences. It's a 250-page full-color celebration of uncensored queenhood. Couple of reviews here. Amaze balls, or should that be amaze ovaries? The perfect mix of funnies and fannies. Grand summers, acclaimed agony aunt. Ever jazzled regards, Richard. Richard, what have you done? Uh, well done. Those were brilliant. I mean, I'll, I'll take more of those if you've got more of those. That'd be great. And uh, finally, an email from Laura who actually has synesthesia. We were talking about that earlier this week. Uh, she says, uh, there's, uh, did you see the tweet that I was going around on social media? Kind of, when you think of an apple, what do you see? Uh, for me, it's very simple. I see a sort of slightly top-down uh, apple. It's uh, a royal gala, I think. She says, I cannot even comprehend visualising things as a one. Oh, it had like five different pictures of an apple. The first one was like a photo of an apple, and the fifth one is like a purple outline of an apple or something. She says, five is baffling and scary. That's about a condition called aphantasia. It's surprisingly common. I don't know what that means. I don't know anything about Do anyone have aphantasia? Do we have any... Hey, Fantasia! Not today, it's Wombass.com. Uh, Laura says, I'm a zero, or sort of into negative numbers. I see a red apple and a green apple and a pink lady. I see cores, I see trees, I see juice. I see the colour yellow because the word apple is yellow. Oh yeah, of course. I see the Beatles, I see iPads and Macs. I see the alphabet on the wall at school. Uh, the difference in perception is frightening. I can visualise and rotate and create images and lots of other associated thoughts happen whether I want them to or not. It's great. I mean, frightening and great, uh, I think. Though there's never nothing happening in my head. Music and sound have colour. I get very distressed by dark noises and often have to turn music off. Sorry for today. And physical feelings or touch cause colours in my mind's eye. All people have colours and all words and numbers. I'm a really slow reader because of it. And I can sometimes drift off in conversation because someone said the word giraffe and I start thinking about the animals, the colour orange, blistering sunshine and a date with a boy in a restaurant called Giraffe when I was a teenager and it was the first time I'd ever had a fruit smoothie. It's exhausting. You're good at the free association. I should say you were probably good at improv. Uh, the word Monday is red, exhausting is yellow, music is purple, and uh, uh, Thursdays are purple, not green. Yeah, don't be st stupid, everyone. So um, there it is. Uh, she too saw the uh, color palette synesthesia thing, and she was like, that's no good at all because it's not the right colors for my brain. Don't be ridiculous. I thought I'd end today on something sort of I found rather sort of touching quite quite moving in a way Voyager 2 
which was launched in 1977, uh, has about the same amount of processing power as, I guess, me on a Saturday morning. It's now 11.5 billion miles from home, and it went wrong, uh, as one might expect after 11.5 billion miles. 43 years of journeying, it shut itself down into safe mode. Uh, two high-powered systems came on at the same time by accident, and it overdrained the power supply, and it shut down. But not completely, and... Even though the communications between Voyager uh, and Earth uh, travel at the speed of light, it takes 17 hours each way for a message to get there. So every time you give it a command, you've got to wait 34 hours before you know whether or not it's had the desired effect. And they managed to turn it back on. Even though it's hurtling away from us, 11.5 billion miles away, outside the solar system but they're slowly running diagnostics and working out what things they can switch back on it, it is slowly dying in as much as the uh, plutonium oxide spheres which power it are slowly dwindling uh, when it began it had 470 watts of power that's been slowly dropping over time as the fuels decayed it's got a half-life of 87 a bit years, so it's losing about 4 watts of power a year right now. Uh, by mid-2019, the power was down to 280 watts, so they turned off one of the onboard heaters. Uh, it has to keep itself warm, because otherwise it will freeze with its cosmic ray subsystem. And and yet it's it's still kept going, even though it's dropped to temperatures well below anything it was ever tested for. And it's still sending data back from five instruments. This brave little thing. Uh, long after anybody thought that we'd still be in touch with it. It's, it's still out there. It's still going. It's never going to be touched by a human being again, that's for sure. Um, at some point, it won't have enough power to heat up its own fuel lines. It won't be able to point its antenna back at us to speak to us or hear us. And then... It'll be off into interstellar space as a strange artifact from our civilization. And I don't know why I feel like it's brave. I know it isn't, but to me it is. Voyager 2. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks very much indeed for being here. And thanks very much indeed to the Patreons. You guys are the best. Uh, if you would like to uh, join up, if you would like to find out all the fun backstage perks you can enjoy, plus uh, beautiful merch and all the things, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash nottodaypod, I think. Yes. Uh, in the meantime, maybe stay across the social media over the weekend. I'll be around if you are. It's at nottodaypod on Twitter. And you can always email nottoday at swanburst.com. Thanks so much for being here. Have a great weekend. This has been a Swanburst Media production. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.